Welcome to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Dan and Paul are the owners of one of the largest powerlifting gyms in the world, Ruchi's Gym, and are experienced powerlifting coaches. Join them as they discuss and debate all things powerlifting and strength training with some fun stuff thrown in. For more information, visit ruchisgym.com. Good afternoon, Paulie. Good afternoon, Dan, and good afternoon to our audience. Yes, good afternoon to all our listeners. This is episode number 12 of the Ruchi Strengthcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. Lots more coming up today, though. Quite a big topic that Paul and I are going to be covering. However, before we get into that, what we are going to be doing is covering some listener Q&As at the end of each podcast, like a little bit of a segment towards the end. We're going to do it at the end or at the beginning? No, nah, let's do it at the end. Okay. Okay. So today we're going to be discussing this year's 2019 APU National Powerlifting Classic National Classic National Sorry it's a, It is powerlifting only, only actually we, uh, we can, Which we can talk it, a bit about that as well So this podcast is going to be dedicated to the APU Classic Nationals And then we're going to finish it up at the end with a small segment on Covering some of the listener Q&As Of which we have dozens and dozens of questions to go through We're obviously not going to cover them all today We'll probably cover maybe three to five um, But yeah let's keep things off Paulie I'll, Look Paulie is the um, the state manager and the WA state coach for the APU I suppose here I'm in Australia. Also the state me director and the state event manager and the. <laughs> well, I think WA state manager and WA state whatever. coach I, is I, probably labels, enough. Whatever. <laughs> Paul basically runs the APU here in WA, um, which, to be honest, I feel is a huge plus for the APU because Paul does a great job. But I'll let Aww. Paul kick things off. Um, go for it, Paul. T- tell us a little bit about. Maybe start. What is the APU, and maybe then go into nationals and etc. I'll leave you up to. I'll let you get into the details. Absolutely. So, um, if anyone is not familiar with the APU, it's the Australian Powerlifting Union. It is the current um, affiliate or provisional affiliate of the International Powerlifting Federation. We're in our second year um, running, and it's been very, very successful so far. Uh, last year we held our first classic national championships which was in Swansea New South Wales and there was about from memory I think there was 144 lifters it looked like a pretty successful um, meet it was a combined powerlifting and bench press championships yep. for classic and there was a separate equipped championships um, which was held earlier in the year it was about mid-year and from memory that was somewhere around the 30 lifters mark um, which is sort of pretty common for equipped powerlifting these days mm-hmm. so we won't be running equipped it'll, it'll be classic nationals um, so it's we're having it uh, we're fortunate enough that we have been given the opportunity to run classic nationals in Perth this year it will be run of course out of our um, powerlifting venue at Ruchi's gym it will be in V4 which will be very exciting because it'll probably probably be the first it will be the first event that we yeah, have yeah the plan is that it will be the first so I think event. it will be very exciting from that point of view because it will be new for everyone yeah it's going to be great even for us can't wait so I think it's going to be really exciting from that point of view I'm excited uh, to have a lot of the I'm excited to have this APU meet here because a lot of people haven't really made their way over to Perth yet so yeah, it'll be great just, to have a different crowd it's here it's just an opportunity isn't it yeah, I, I so know a lot of people and I've spoken to a lot of people uh, look it's on a lot of people's bucket lists to come and, and C- compete at Rushi's uh, power, powerlifting venue or powerlifting gym, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I suppose on meet day, it's a powerlifting, powerlifting venue. And this is a great opportunity for 
um, the APU lifters to, to come and experience what we do. And it will be run on the 8th to 10th of November of this year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. Three days, 180 lifters, Paulie? The, the, the cap is 180 lifters. Um, it, initially, we were planning on having it as a combined powerlifting and bench press championships. But with the amount of de- demand or interest that we've had, We've decided to pull the bench press championships out as its own meet separately, which yep. will be held over east. Yep, um, smart before, move before um, this one, and it's going to be powerlifting only. How so have you decided? So you've got 180 lifters. Have you decided sort of the breakdown as to how many lifters in each weight class? Mm-hmm. How do you work out sort of the structure okay, of the competition? That's actually a really good question, and a lot of it comes down to state team selection and what the criteria and restrictions are on state team coaches to fill their their book basically mm-hmm. so for example in the open category um, state state team coaches can elect up to eight lifters or eight men and eight female to a, a limit of two per weight class yep so straight away you have obviously um, limited there to uh, 16 open lifters per state in the state team and then when you go down to um, sub junior and juniors because you have that extra lightweight weight category that that gets bumped up to nine lifters for male men and female gotcha limited to two per weight class and then when you go to masters it's basically unlimited right you can have as many masters you can you can nominate as many masters in your state team as possible correct and how are the points worked out is it okay over so for the whole team or do they have like a separate open masters we and will juniors? be having separate state champions or team champions for different categories we're still trying to work i'm still working on the finer details of how that's going to work um you know and sort of obviously talking with apu as to you know sort of the best way that might work now it is important to note that um on top of the state team selections um lifters can nominate themselves and as an individual lifter so what that means is if for example they're not they're not selected as part of the state team they can uh, elect as an individual lifter and still go to nationals that process happens there's a a process for this which is well documented on the APU website Um, and basically you need an approval from the board and then once uh, they approve and obviously um, if there's not if if there's numbers yeah uh, allowance then they, they're able to register so I'm assuming they're I'm assuming they follow you guys follow the grading scale in this scenario as well yeah, so and also I'm assuming the state coach also has to basically approve the lifter or is it just basically on grading scale well I mean the state coach's responsibility is to first of all ensure that the lifter meets the qualification total Right. Yep. So for a Australian National Championships, it's a grade B for open category lifters, a grade C for junior and sub-junior, and virtually any grade yep. for a master's lifter. Now, look, there are a lot of people listening to our podcast that have no idea what you're talking They're about, like, that might be interested, about? right? So yeah. where can they find the grading scales for the APU? So if you go to the APU website, which is www.powerlifting-apu.com, if you go into the top menu and you scroll across to championships and then you go to the grading and qualifying menu item and click on that it'll bring you to the grading scale and also some information on the qualification process for different levels of championships yeah so it's got a whole bunch of tables it's pretty clear we're looking at it now very it's got a whole bunch of tables easy to understand yeah 
Yeah, cool. Exactly right. So, you so for those look. of you who are interested in the grading scale to see where you may fit in the pecking order in the scheme of yeah. things, have a look at the grading scale, especially if you are an APU lifter. Check that out. And so what I recommend as well is that you actually speak to your state team coach if you are interested in competing at this year's national championships. Now, the state team coaches, I will well, you can also will find them. divulge. Well, if you want, you can also find them on the APU Absolutely. website. But we're so going to go through the state team coaches on now. On the APU website, if you go to the top menu about us state branches it will give you information on all the state branches and who to contact so the state coach in new south wales uh, is uh, joe hudson or ray owen and you can contact them on on facebook so they also have facebook um, pages as well so you can also go and contact the facebook group or the page in the act um, the state coach there is joe matthews and also the state manager is alistair buttermore whom i spoke to yesterday um, and I also spoke to, spoke to Kirsten as well yesterday, who's the state manager of, of New South Wales. In Queensland, um, the person to speak to in Queensland is Colin Webb. And you can hit up Colin on Facebook. He's uh, very attentive on Facebook. And obviously, if you're in Western Australia, you can obviously speak to me. Sweet. Too easy. Yeah. So, I mean, they're your port, they're your, uh, port of calls for any sort of anything state-related or state information. Um, and if you have any questions relating to, for example, maybe the national body, if you filter all that through your s- local state, then they can at least then um, communicate yep. that to the, the national body as well. Now, for the people listening, Paul, just so I'm clear as well, I'm pretty sure I'm right. In order to be considered for your state team, you do need to compete in that respective state championship. The, the Each state has a state championships, and that event will be... The, is the primary qualification v- event for state team selection now there are um, some situations where lifters may be selected um, from other events so for example a big one is if a lifter for example um, competed at this year's classic ball championships they may not have had the opportunity to comp- compete at a state championships yeah. so they're able to use that world championships total nomination yeah. total so there are some extenuating circumstances there um, the other is that, for example, a state team coach may not be able to fulfill his eight lifters in open males so uh, from yeah. states. Yeah, that's good so point. he may have to go backwards yep. into previous comps to, to sort of fill the But if a lifter wants to give themselves the best chance of making the team, they, they should compete they should in, compete the, state in the state championships. Um, I should say that most of the state championships have already been actually run. The two last ones now is us, which is on the 28th of this month. And then a week later, we have the state championships in Victoria. And then the week after, I think the registrations open, open for so national registrations actually for the national championships open on August 5. Yep. Um, and, you know, most people, especially in New South Wales and Queensland who are in the state teams, probably already know they are. So they're just waiting now on registration. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which is which is pretty awesome. All right, Polly. So take us through some of the key points about the event coming up in November. Well, firstly, for any information regarding um, this Nationals event, there is a Nationals website and it's got absolutely all the information on it. It's all up to date. Basically, anything I know about Nationals is on this website. Okay. So the yep. web address for the Nationals website is 2019 APU Classic Nationals.com. So it's two zero two zero one nine APU 
classicnationals.com too easy yeah. I'll um I'll put that in the description of the podcast Perfect. to make it easy for people to yeah. click on that and go through and the have fir- a look the first thing you do notice when you get on the website is there there's a, a counter at I the love top love that counter and so right now there's 121 days 3 hours 46 minutes and 27 seconds remaining until the f- opening lift of the second APU Australian Classic Powerlifting <laughs> Championships nice yeah it's killer <laughs> man I tell you what really digging the logo you like the logo? Really like Thank the you, logo. Man. I really appreciate it. We've had a lot of good feedback. When we started designing it, I wanted to, I really wanted to use our state colors, which is gold and black. Um, and I also wanted to incorporate, I don't know, the swan, you know, because it's kind of the, is it the state bird? Is a swan or the emblem? The state emblem. Is a swan a bird? Anyway, it's a state emblem because of this, obviously the Swan River. Swan River. So I want to incorporate. Sounds familiar. And when I was thinking about the Swan and looking at different designs, I really wanted to have like a modern-looking Swan and not like a feathery old-school Swan. (laughs) And so we came up a modern-looking Swan. You know, you know, like. Like, I know what you mean. You know man. what I mean? Not feathery and oh, like I want cool. Clean, I wanted clean cut edges. <sighs> I know, get so you. We came up with this swan. And this it looks logo. mint. It's gonna look fantastic. It looks great on the website. It's gonna look awesome on the on the banner on the platform, which is a huge banner. It's gonna be a. Big it's gonna banner. look awesome on all the merchandise. Yeah, yeah I, I like it, man. The next great thing job. I would like to say is a massive shout out to James at Loaded Lifting. James is the major sponsor for the uh, for this Classic Nationals, and James is putting up two and a half thousand dollars, which will be distributed as prize money, cash, hard, cold hard cash at the event. Now we are so poorly. Are we going to have more professional powerlifters after this event? Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, more powerlifters. Will, more powerlifters will be able to train full time. <laughs> um, so. There is $2,500 prize money. That's great. We haven't yet determined how we're going to be divvying that up. Yep. Um, a lot of people have made suggestions, which is wicked. And I bet you there's suggestions. Amir suggested that the overall open men's winner of the 93 kilo men's gets the two yeah, and a half grand. exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I'll so tell you what, you know, it's awesome to start having some prize money injected into the sport by sponsors. Um, Look, James and Loaded have always been a huge, actually a huge sponsor, not only of powerlifting in general, but also of ours as well. They've always, he's always got behind us. So I, t- I tell you what, if, if you look at sort of Australian powerlifting as a whole, I mean, you would be hard pressed to find another sponsor that's been involved for so long in, in the sport and, and also sponsors a quite a diverse range of competitions as well. Yeah. And they're also a sponsor of, of our gym and everything we do as well. And James has been a, a huge support. So make sure you check out all the gear at loadedlifting.com.au. I mean, it, it's possible that Loaded Lifting is the only sponsor that has ever got behind an IPF affiliate meet and a non-IPF meet. Well, I'll take it a step I further. I can't think of anything. Uh, an IPF affiliate meet, an invitational meet, Pro Raw. Yeah, okay. And another federation, GPC. I can't think of, off the top of my head, another... James recognises the importance of... And when I say sponsor, I mean like actually does something for the event. Like I said, James has the foresight and recognises the importance of supporting the sport that props his business up. Yeah. And he gives back in huge ways. You know, it's great to see and excited to have him involved. Anyway, it's awesome and... um yeah, it's, it's great. And thank you very much, James and the crew from Loaded Lifting. Yep. Yeah. They do have a huge range of IPF-approved equipment, Paulie. Inza, A7. Well, they currently have Inza and A7 as well. You know, A7 um, 
A7 knee sleeves, wrist wraps, and also you have Inza belt, Inza wrist wraps. That's it. Um, so he's got quite a large range and gear of as well. IPF yeah. and also equipped, yeah. um, equi equipped gear as well. So he's got quite a, a good range now of IPF approved equipment, which is uh, amazing. Now, for people who will be traveling interstate, mm -hmm. we do have a preferred hotel venue, which we have partnered with. I'm not, I'm not sure if partnering is the right word, but it, it's a word. Let's it's use, a word. Let's use partnering. Um, apologies if it's incorrect. You know, if it's like not the correct word to use, but I'm using it. I'm going to say partnering. Um, the McEwa Hotel has offered our guests 19% discount for booking with 19%. them 19 percent and so interesting number yeah i don't i don't know how that works 2019 <laughs> Ooh, i like that let's go with that yeah anyway so when you book your rooms with mcure um if you ring up or if you do it on the website all you have to do is either quote the event name um, but what i would do is i would quote the block code and the block code can be found on the website on the main page if you scroll down you'll see a big mcure hotels logo it's just below that so mcure hotels is the preferred um hotel accommodation for the event maybe um and i a lot of people have been asking me about um accommodation locally like around uh, around the area that we're in and um what we found is that there's a lot of great Airbnb, airbnbs yeah like you know in, in morley dinella yeah, balajura naranda those sorts yep. of areas and also the great thing about um, suburbs like morley and naranda is you can actually find really actually quite big houses that's true so you know you can put your whole five six seven people in there and a lot of people are hiring mini buses and buses and stuff which i think is a really fantastic idea as well yep i'm um, you know getting the team together and all that sort of thing now on the sunday night so on the 10th of november um we are having our presentation dinner at the mccure this is going to be awesome which is going to be awesome um so tickets to the um presentation dinner can be purchased on on this website if you just scroll or look at the top menu and click on shop It'll take you to all the items that are in our shop. You can add things to your cart. You can start purchasing stuff now. But presentation dinner tickets are on sale now. They're um, $65 a ticket. It includes a, a two-course meal, so it'll be an entree and a main. Um, and it's just, you know, it's over-the-counter sort of drink service. Yep. Um, and we are actually going to have a really um, fantastic presentation um, and hopefully a bit of entertainment as well, uh, which will be great. And there are um, different food options. So if you're... A, for example, a celiac, you can choose a gluten-free meal. If you just want a normal meal, just select normal meal in the option and, and click through. Um, but yeah, presentation dinner tickets, which mm. is... I th I'm really looking forward to the presentation dinner. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. actually looking forward to that as well. What time is that on the Sunday night? Yeah, let me just click here. I've I, I put a, a, a time here. I think I said... I've got here... 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it's beverages on consumption, which I've said, and I've set a dress code as smart casual. That's fine. I'm, is 6 p.m. late enough? Well, I've got to... We may ch change that to 7, depending on sort of the, how the schedules go. You have to understand, I don't have the lifting schedules yet because I don't have the registrations. Yeah, true. So until I know that, I can't jig things around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, if I do change those times, I will let everyone know. Um, but right now, it's six p.m. to eleven p.m. Fantastic. Yeah, those tickets are on sale right now on the Absolutely. website. Absolutely, they're right sale 
they're on sale right now on the website. Cool. Correct. Awesome. Make sure you guys yeah. come to the presentation dinner. It's actually going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. I know, Paul, this week you spoke with the photographer who's going to be doing all the photography work for Classic Nationals. Yeah, so I Take worked, us through that. I worked a bit with Clinton Bradbury this week on photo packs and um, sort of how we would do it and what would make the most sense. So we've come up with a... Well, basically, we come up with four pho- photography packages. And one of the, um, the awesome things that we're doing um, different for nationals is we're actually um, taking a photograph of a lifting sequence. So people will be able to purchase a lifting sequence, which is just really a, a chronological time lapse of a lift. So you can see the different phases of the lift. Yeah, you, so you might, they might take eight photos in the space of two or three seconds. Yeah, I, I can't remember um, exactly Whatever. what the timing yeah. stuff we chose. But yeah, so that's something different that we're doing. And, and some different angles as well. Yeah, yeah. so we've, we've selected like a rear elevated angle. Um, cool. Well, basically because we're going to have, there's going to be a three camera setup and you can't have all the cameras occupying the same space. Yep. And also to add a bit of diversity to the collection of photos, it's nice to have three different camera angles. So the lifting or the lift sequences will be done at the rear at a top angle. Yeah, I saw those example photos. They look pretty good. Yeah. And then we're going to have a roaming camera where he's going to be roaming with the camera and taking yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of like action shots, action warm up shots area. And, and then there's going to be the... Um, the platform um, camera, which will take the lift, the lift photos, yep. if that makes sense. So um, yeah, it's it's quite good. There's four photo packages ranging from thirty eight dollars all the way up to um, one hundred and fifty six dollars. They're um, currently on special at the moment. The four on, they're on special now, um, and they'll be on special till August four. Yep. Um, so, and so Paul, do you want to run packs? through each package and what's included? No, no, I think let let's peop, let let people get on the website and have a yep. look. There's a green, a blue, a red, and a yellow package. Yep. Not sure why we used colours. It seems it's fine. You know, personally, colors. I would have went for a bronze, silver, gold, platinum. No, no, I like the colours actually. Um, a bit of the RGB, whatever <laughs> going on. So you know, and then yellow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, you can if you actually uh, get onto the shop and you can click on the photo packages and you can see what you're yep. getting. And there is a discount. There is a small discount um, if you purchase a photo package um, between now and August five, which is great. You can also purchase spectator tickets now, Paul. Yeah, so spectator tickets can also be purchased on the website. And if you purchase um, event or spectator tickets on the website, they will be fifty percent off. Woo! Is that at all times? At all times. If you purchase tickets at the door, they'll be full price. That's cool. What a good incentive to buy yeah. them online. Now, I do want to say about the tickets is that, um, f- first of all, lifters will be receiving an all-days pass, so they don't have to pay spectator entry. As in they get free entry every single day. Correct, correct. So there's a single-day entry because someone yep. might want to go and see just see one-day's lifting yep, and there's an all-days pass. Yep. So lifters, volunteers, officials, state representatives, state coaches, state managers, etc., will be receiving... Um, basically an all days pass so if you're one of those if you fit into one of those categories please yep. do not go do not go and purchase any sort of spectator ticket yep at the moment Paulie what are they going for those tickets so currently the uh, single day ticket is uh, $5 on the website normally 10 um, and all days is $10 normally 20 so I mean it's pretty cheap yeah you know it's, it's well priced yeah absolutely but if you do come and purchase at the door there will be full price Yep. So this is an incentive to get online and to um, yep. get your name at the door, basically. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. And you can also purchase the memorabilia shirt. So we do all... It's really the event t-shirt. You can uh, purchase the event t-shirt now. We are making some slight modifications to the design, but it's virtually very similar. Um, and that will be on special um, 
for $30 also until August 4 and then they'll be $35 you're making changes to the shirt the event t-shirt yeah very minor changes uh, anyway anyway well, I guess you can talk about that, that a bit later it's but the shirt design looks fantastic yeah. um, you can also purchase uh, Ruchi's gym merchandise and also some loaded lifting gear yeah. which you can pick up at your Wayne so uh, what I've done is I've added um, I've added the APUWA t-shirt there as well since we are hosting the event um, why not some people might like to buy the APUWA t- sure. t-shirt yeah why not and also um also included in there the Ruchi's gym t-shirt um, as we are the venue and you know we have a lot of people buying our merchandise so if you do want to purchase that stuff you can put it through all in your shopping cart and you can pick it up all at the event yep. you can also um, we've decided to put in a few items from Loader Lifting there you can purchase some Loader Lifting socks and you can also purchase your ammonia capsules or your loaded ammonia inhalant as well that's cool if you need that for the event because a lot of the times people come without those sorts of oh, things how many times do yeah. people come to a meet here and they ask if we've got X, Y, Z. Probably should, probably that should have talc available stuff as well. <laughs> should, be a, should have been pre-organized before the day of the meet. Anyway, so that's a little bit about at least this might sale get at the people moment. thinking that they, that they yeah. need those certain things. Yeah, exactly right. So, Paul, I'm obviously, um, I'm assuming you don't have any sort of preliminary lifting schedule because you don't have registrations. Well, however, you, outside of that, do you roughly know what it may look like? Yeah, so we do... We do have a preliminary guesstimate of the lifting there schedule it's definitely going to change yeah that's like, all right. this is not going to be so please don't book flights and accommodation based off this but if you go to the competitor information page on the website um, one of the first things at the top will be the preliminary session and group information uh, yep. now this is the most up-to-date information that i have as I receive more information, i.e. registrations, and I'll work out what the session and group times will be, this will be updated accordingly. Yep. And then I'll let everyone know when it is confirmed. Okay, so this is, this is pre-tentative. This is pre-tentative. like, I'm just getting something in the table. <laughs> Almost. So please don't book flights and accommodation based off this. Um, However, it will definitely change. If you are coming, come and watch all three days of lifting. Well, that's the thing. Like, if especially if you're coming from over east, you know, you're coming all this way. Make sure you come and, and spend time in WA. Watch the three days. Maybe spend a bit of time outside of the three days and see what beautiful things WA has to offer. Which would be our beautiful beaches, the bell tower. Beautiful pool. <laughs> if you are interested in you wine, you can go to Margaret River. Swan Valley is not far from here. It like is, literally ten or fifteen minute drive. Beautiful wine region. Or if you want to travel a bit further, you can yeah, head down to Margaret day, River. Go to Margs. So yeah. we have some. And I think at that the time, time of the year is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a beautiful well. time of the year. So uh, I you know, it's going to be like 30, 35 degrees. Yeah, I think it's going to be about bang on in terms of temperature. I think it's going to be perfect yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be amazing yeah um but on that competitive information screen there's also a heap of information um for competitors about registration what you need to do what you need information on wanes and the competition and, and all that type of thing yep now there's also an information page or there's a page which is called officials and what this page will um detail is the actual officials for the sessions so, ah, so very if good. you are interested in um, officiating, um, say as a referee or a timekeeper or something of that nature, or if you like to get on the microphone and do a little bit of emceeing, or if you would like to spend some time on the platform spotting and loading, please let us know and we can um, sort of work with you on what times and sessions you might like to do. And then we'll add your name to this list of officials. Now, remember as an official, you do get a um a free all days pass and you will also be fed lunch on the days you are 
volunteering. Yep, yeah, of course. Which is which, and also, also got to look after the you'll officials. You'll be well hydrated, and you'll be um, you'll be fed as well. Absolutely. So look after looking after the officials. There will also be a um, a separate officials lounge, and you'll have your own um, bathrooms as well. Um, so you know something an officials a bit, lounge. A bit nice for the officials. So you know another little perk. If you're I going like to it. be an official, that's cool. Yeah. So, and uh, look, I, I, I would also just like to say thank you to all the APU state organisations because a lot of the volunteering effort will be reticulated down from um, from the states. Ooh, reticulated. You like that? Oh, I like um, that. I'm not th- sure. That, if it you know that, and a lot really of the goes. so yeah. Anyway, they'll come down from the states. So uh, currently, we're sort of I'm talking with the states, trying to organise. Obviously, first of all, helping the states determine. Um, helping them with their state team selections and so on the next thing will be um, you know determining volunteers and yeah. what capacity volunteers we need you look pretty organized man it's awesome to see um, now the other page that lifters might be very interested in which there's no information on there yet but there is a blank table is the lifter nominations page nice. so this page will have all the competitors competing at nationals so you know you'll be able to see who you're competing against it's going to show their qualification total it's going to show what state they're from it's going to show whether they are um where they, they have been nominated as the, as a team in the state team oh, yeah, or as point. an individual their nominating total and it'll have their nominating total or the qualifying correct. total yep, or whatever yep, it is yeah correct and the lot number once you do the lot numbers it's a couple it'll of weeks be on out there as well it'll be done the week before all the lot yep. numbers awesome um now it is in imp- so firstly I'll, I'll just repeat this all lifters are going to get a full three day pass so please if you're a registered lifter or when you register please do not purchase spectator tickets for yourself for yourself that is yes for yourself if you have fat friends and family coming it may be worth booking those in advance yes. to get the discount now um, I've, we've got um, a lot of questions regarding um, competitors changing categories now this there is your, there is allowance for changing of categories. It has to be done no later than the seventeenth of October, which um, is the twenty one day cutoff, yeah. which we're going to be strict on. Please don't just email me and say you're changing a category. It does have to come from your state coach because there needs to be approval by your state coach, and also the APU board probably needs to approve the category change. So please don't email me and ask to change categories. It has to come through your state coach. Yeah, there's a little bit more rigor and control around what weight class you can nominate for and the process so yeah, yeah make yeah. sure you go through your state coach it just has to be there's, yeah, there's basically just a due process of approval um, that has to actually happen which it's is great I think it's a really categories. good thing because you know at the end of the day it is a sport and qualifying in a certain weight class and then moving to a different weight class based on the qualifying total you did on a different weight class yeah. is a little bit you know I'll be up front I don't actually agree with it um, but there is allowance for it but it has to be approved by the APU yeah. board. So please don't just email me asking yeah. to change a weight category. It has yeah. to come from the state coach. Understood. Okay. So Paulie, what can... I know that a lot of people maybe have seen photos of the gym and stuff, but for the lifters, what can they expect on meet day, like the venue, warm-up area, facilities, okay. amenities? Okay, so we're going to have... Um, uh, we're going to have uh, separate bathrooms or, or separate toilets for the lifters. Um, the warm-up room is, well, let's say the V4 warm-up room will be very large um, and there'll be ample equipment um, and all the equipment will be um, IPF-approved equipment. 
Um, so they will, they are, apart from the awesome as combo racks, which are no longer IPF approved, but they were IPF approved, but they still um, obviously fit within IPF technical specifications. So, um, and on the platform, we'll be using a version two Aleco combo rack. Yep. Now, what's important about that is people need pin heights for that rack. Now, not not everyone has access to this particular combo rack so what we have done is we've we've made available an excel spreadsheet calculator um, and it's available from the competitor information page and if you go to the competitor information page and you go to the section labeled what to do once you have registered the second line item is you must determine your squat and pin heights use the Aleco combo rack pin height calculator your, your squat and bench pin heights yeah that's what I meant yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So basically, yeah, squat and bench pin there's some instructions on how they measure from the floor to the bar. So what you do is you click on that. It opens up an Excel spreadsheet, and what and all the instructions are are within that Excel spreadsheet yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. It's cool. So basically, what you do is say, for example, your squat um, while you're training. Once you're happy with the training height, what you do is you measure from the floor to the bottom of the bar, and you plug that into in mils or the centimeters squat pin height in millimeters yep. and what it does is it spits you out the corresponding combo height, height in pin height yep and uh, it is actually extremely accurate and we've never had a problem someone yep correlating their yep. p- their height in terms of uh, great millimeters idea, to the the pin height That's really and the good. reason we're doing this is because um, you may not have access to the Aleco combo rack when you're weighing in or before you're weighing because well, it's probably going to be used on the platform. Yeah, <laughs> it may be used on the platform. So it's very, very important that you um, spend time in the gym while you're training, getting your heights, plugging them into the calculator, and get working at your pin heights. Now, if you have access to this version two Aleco combo, obviously it's easy to get your pin heights. Just go to the combo. Yeah, you know, of and course, get you, and get your pin heights. Um, but please, all competitors, use the spreadsheet and get your pin heights. Um, it works very well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And one of the nice things about the pin heights on the Aleco is it's quite granular. It so is, the, actually. The pins are yeah. very close together. So, there's not the margin of error is very is, is not very big. It's, it's actually quite good. Um, so, yeah, please use that. I'll also be getting on top of the state coaches because I'm going to ask the state coaches to forward me all the pin heights before the comp. So, then I know that everyone has their pin heights and they can chase up pin heights. Yep. Um, that way, you know, like during wanes, we're not fumbling around with pin heights and all that type yeah, of yeah. thing. Hey, Paulie, are you going to be using the monos and the benches in the warm-up area? Okay, so there will be um, monoliths as well as combo racks in the warm-up yeah. area. What we'll do with the monos is we'll put Aleco, Aleco powerlifting bars on them yep. and we'll, they will be available to squat out of. Yeah. <clears throat> and the bench presses uh, will also have Aleco powerlifting bars yeah, yeah. and they'll also be available to bench press out of yep. and obviously the combos that we yeah, have as well will be available as well so I mean there's plenty of equipment technically there's going to be like nine places to squat warm up in yeah which is <laughs> I mean if you can't warm up efficiently with nine places to squat out of something wrong maybe start and try a different sport or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no look so. the warm up here is ample um, there's an ample size of warm up room um, now, in the warm-up room as well, there will be um, proviso. There will be televisions or TVs or monitors. Um, there will be a huge monitor where we will be displaying the live broadcast. So, you'll be able to see the platform action from out the back. So, you don't have to like, if you are watching, you don't have to sort of peer around the corner. Um, 
and there will be three smaller monitors um, and basically all of them representing score sheets and, and lifting orders in, in some way. Um, and so, but when you're, when you're here or maybe close to the date, maybe I'll do, actually what I might, I might do is at, the, at our state championships, I might do a video of it and show people what it's going to look like. Yeah. A good idea. Read it, yeah. Actually, one of the screens will also have a rolling tally of the state points. Yeah, so the top screen in the warm-up room will have a rolling tally of the state team championship points. Yep. Now, it is important to note that state team championship points will only be accrued by state team members. They won't be accrued by individual nominations, mm-hmm. Okay, so that, which is an important That's thing. That's kind of the point. Which is an important thing to note, yeah. I think it's good because it also makes it fairer in that one state can't just overwhelm yeah, that's the leaderboard right. and accumulate points over any other state. Yep. Um, which, obviously, it's a fair way of doing it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we should note as well, that maybe you have family or friends overseas or interstate that won't actually be coming. This will be broadcast live. Live. Powerlift or livepowerlifting.tv. Yep. So you can go to the livepowerlifting.tv website and see what that's all about. It is a, a professional broadcast. There will be live commentary. Uh, so hopefully Paul Thomas can sit in the commentary chair. And I'm hoping to have some special guests yes. as well throughout the day um, helping yes. Paul with the live, It'll be great. live commentary. Maybe you know providing a bit of color. Yep, there will also be a live score sheet available as there well from livepowerlifting.tv. Yep. So if you go, when you go to livepowerlifting.tv, just under the video on the left-hand side, um, there will be a live score sheet link and that will be available um, for the whole three days. Yep. You know, and you, you can read it from your phone, from a PC, a tablet. So anyone and anywhere can see an updated version of the live score sheet. Yeah. We normally update it th- that roughly every, every 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. Which is fair. Which yeah, is a fair live enough. Update live enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so, which is really great because it means that people interstate or remote can not only watch but keep up to date with the competition Absolutely. and keep basically they're well informed well I don't know of any yeah. other meet who has a live score sheet they're well informed the only one honestly the only one I saw Daniel was when you were in Slovakia for Worlds did they have a live score they sheet they had a live score sheet with the live feed that was the last time I saw it was it on YouTube or was no, it no it was some proprietary oh website. wow cool yeah, yeah. Do um, IPF Worlds have cool. it? You know how they have multiple camera angles? Do they have a live oh, score yes, sheet on so one I of the... I think they do now have the second... That What they do is the second camera yeah. doubles as a score sheet. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. Which is amazing. Yep. Which is amazing. No, look, it's... It, it, it keeps it interesting for the people watching at home. Yeah, it does. Nothing worse than watching a sport. Imagine you were watching AFL and there was no score on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. It'd be... Well, I mean, it doesn't really... You, you know, you need to connect to what's going exactly. on. Exactly. So. Yeah. And so we've tried to really bridge the gap between sort of that competition and the people watching at home um, yeah. to try and make it more interesting and appealing to people to watch. Anyway, yeah. that's another topic. 100%. Now, um, if you do have any questions regarding nationals qualification, please speak to your state coaches. Um, they're the uh, port of call for anything sort of yeah, State team course. related, but even even if you're a lifter that you think you may nominate as an individual, please speak to your state coach as well. I think you know. I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just so they know what's going on. Look, I'm pretty sure over the coming months, Paul's going to keep everyone um, up to date with what's going on and the latest information. He's pretty. Um, persistent on social media with information 
But uh, always make sure if you've got any questions, just send it through and I'm sure Paul will be able to answer them. The only last thing I do want to say is obviously that we're in V3 now. We're sitting in V3, Aruchi's gym. This event will be held at V4. So some of the information on the website, like the transport stuff, when we can divulge the new location, I'll change that. But let me just say, it's not going to make any sort of difference to where you might stay. It's basically 90 seconds from where we are. Yes. Yeah, so don't far. worry that we're moving like three hours away or (laughs) you know anything like that we're literally like 90 seconds away so that's not going to change travels or where you may choose a place for accommodation or anything like that correct because some people have asked me (laughs) yeah of course which is a fair fair question question. yeah is there anything else that the people at home may want to know about before we head into the last this final segment of this podcast paul look uh, not really i think we've covered um covered everything just that i hope everyone's really amped for apu nationals i think we're going to get a lot of interest in terms of lifters i know a lot of people from over east are coming over new south wales nomination list looks really really healthy um so the guys in, in new south wales um, especially at body 360 uh, hosting events and so on are doing a fantastic job getting new people into the sport that's um, great and you know uh, they're really doing a great job that's great yeah. look again big thank you to load lifting and the team there for putting up that $2,500 for prize money. Yep. And I'm sure Paul's going to release all the information soon on how that prize money will be awarded. Yeah. What do you reckon? How do you reckon it should Ooh. be divvied up? Look, you know, you could do... Look, straight away, I, I think about overall winners by IPF Formula. Um, yep. You know, first, second, third. Which is probably makes sense. Uh, and, and open only. Open. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Well, not really. I mean, it's two and a half grand. You can't split it up. Yeah, too many ways otherwise well, that's one, of the, left. one of my conundrums is if I split it up 27 ways everyone gets 100 bucks yeah it's kind of no <laughs> point you know? honestly I would go with overall first second and third you've got $1,250 between the ladies and the men if you split it 50-50 and we do want only fair and we want equality yeah, absolutely um, so you've got 1250 I would do something like 750 for the win you know and just break it down to bronze. Maybe maybe bronze gets their entry fee back, 150 bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I got gotcha. something like that. Gotcha, um, gotcha, yeah. You know, the problem is if you split it up too many ways, then it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Yeah. The yeah, other yeah. option is you could split it similar to what Kern do. Have you know, for example, men could be above Ooh. a certain weight and below a certain weight. Problem is then you're splitting it double again. You 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 you're kind of watering down the prize money. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, because it's another split. Yeah, I would yeah. actually just go for men and women overall open only first, second, third. No, what did you, what about just overall men overall female? I mean, there there might be a masters lifter who's got a higher IPF formula than an open lifter. Yeah, forget about the category, just the overall everyone out of everyone. Um, all overall, men, all IP- female, correct. Best, best male, best female. Yep. Do you reckon one, two, and three, or just top, top? No, I'll go first, second, third. Maybe third gets their money, their prize, their entry so, fee back. Equivalent, sort of. 150 bucks back, right? Except it's 155. But yeah, that's I know, awkward. but yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. they'll be happy with 150. Yeah, no, no, all good, all good. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, yeah, anyway. I would maybe go for something like that. Um, okay, that yeah. way, you're not watering it down too much, and the winner actually wins, you know, a, I'd be a decent interested. Half. I'd be interested to hear what our listeners might say about that. Look, you know, like you said, Everyone, especially the lifters, are going to try and swindle it in their own favour. Well, obviously, it's not going to be divvied <laughs> up in one weight class. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the best deadlift by IPF formula of the competition. <laughs> He'd be right up there. Yeah, he would. Uh, well, actually, it would be interesting between 
him and um, well, you got uh, Leo, Leo, well, Leo, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Me pulling around one. the 300 <laughs> at uh, 74. Um, but yeah, look, obviously, I think you do have to reward excellence, and the only way to do that is to reward overall men and women, first, second, third, by IPF formula. There's no really other way of doing it. There's too many well, weight there classes. there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Dan has said there's no other way of doing it. That's Not without it. watering down the prize money too <laughs> no, much. No, I know, I know. If you had 25000 then you're talking something else. So if there is a sponsor out there that does want to sponsor $22,500, no. get in contact with us. Actually, it's, it's poor. You bring up a really good point. If there is anyone out there who wants to get involved and sponsor, um, we'd love to bump that 2500 to, say, 5000 Hey, for example absolutely um, it would give you some great publicity get in touch always happy to d- discuss options but absolutely um, yeah look a little bit of a segue into sponsorship there Paulie awesome is awesome. there anything else Paul that anyone needs to know um, the only last thing I will talk about is just a high level timetable of what's happening over the three days now on the day before lifting starts there will be a technical meeting with the state managers and state coaches that'll happen on the 7th um, I haven't set a time, but it'll be in the evening sometime on the 7th. Um, and obviously on the 8th will be the first day of lifting. On the 9th, there'll be obviously more lifting. And the evening of the 9th will be the annual APU AGM. Where is the AGM? The AGM will be held in the venue. Okay, cool. Um, and so I will have a very detailed timetable once I have the sh- lifting Again, schedule. Because yep. then I can timetable everything around the numbers of people. In Correct. Yep. And so Understood. So Fair enough. And then on the 10th, the last day, obviously there'll be a last day of lifting. Um, then there'll be the presentation dinner, which is currently starting at 6 p.m. But that will be confirmed, which will be at the McCure Hotel. Yep. Um, what time yeah. did it start last year? Oh, maybe seven-ish or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, Something I, I like think that. you might find six pins probably a little bit too yeah. early. I can see, I probably, I can see what's uh, probably like the Friday will pr- probably be quite a large day of lifting. Yeah, um, make Sunday. You small. know, b- between Friday and Saturday, they'll be. You know, Friday will be large. Um, I, I, Saturday will be I, not as big as Friday because you got the AGM, and then Sunday will be a smaller day. Look. Uh, I think Saturday should probably be a bigger day only because people work Fridays. Yeah, but you've also got the AGM, which goes on for about an hour and a half. Yeah, I realise. But you can always start the AGM even an hour later. Yeah. Just in the, in the interest of, remember, people work on Fridays poorly. And so they'd want to maybe come and watch the competition. So if Saturday's a bigger day... I'm not saying anyway. Saturday's going to be small. No. I'm saying, like, Friday there might be, like, two more flights or something. Yeah. Or two more groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. good. Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. All right, I think that pretty much wraps up everything about this year's APU Nationals Powerlifting Competition. Now, if anyone does have any questions about Nationals, if you go to the bottom of the website, there is an online form you can fill out, and what that does is it just emails me, and yeah. I'm happy to answer and help anyone. Sounds fabulous, Paul. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Dan. You are actually doing a fantastic job. The website looks great. The organization and planning looks good. Looking forward to um, getting into the new venue so we can set it up. Um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be good. That's all I have. So that's all we have. So the so registration is open on the 5th of August. Yep. That's it. And Paul's definitely going to spam Facebook and social media with that. I don't spam. <laughs> okay, then. Now, I we're going to segue. or It's not really a segue. We're going to cut straight into the final cut to segment it. of this podcast. And what cut we're going to, to do is... We're just going to go through a few questions from our listener Q&A. Um, and Derek, one of my clients, 
and uh, I guess a little bit of a um, a follower of what we do has a, and we have some others as well but Derek has written me this huge list of questions <laughs> some of he's them he's like Dan I can't make it to the, the um, Instagram live but here's 57 questions <laughs> yeah look there's some questions are good some not so good I'm not some joking are funny. there's like 50 questions there's 40 on this list and I've got some <laughs> others as well that came through from Instagram but I've just got Derek's list in front of me so a big shout out to Derek for the support so um some of these questions are going to be very simple to answer and some we could probably do a whole podcast on but we're going to do our best to answer them uh, we've already been going for almost 50 minutes we want to try and keep this to under an hour all right paulie first question are you ready question number I, one I, I don't know actually i'll tell I'm you what ready. it is why do squat bars weigh 25 kilos are you actually asking me this question? Well, you know or the you answer? Going to answer it? Well, squat bars are 35 millimeters in diameter, simply more metal, so therefore they weigh more. Look, the specialty squat bar that's used in GPC and a variety of other feds is thicker than the normal standard 29 mil power bar, and normally they're somewhere between 32 and 35 mils, depending on the brand. Yep. The Texas squat bar is 32 mils, um, and the, for example, the Sportcraft squat bar we use here and is the bar of choice in the GPC is a 35 mil bar. All those bars are 25 kilos, and really that's got to do with the bar being an extra, you know, three to five mils thicker. Absolutely. So that weight's got to go somewhere. Well, sometimes six mils thicker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you will find with the twenty-five, with that twenty-five kilo squat bar, or the specialty squat bar in general, is that it's a lot stiffer. Um, for good reason. We want to minimise bar whip on the back. You said we're stiff, Daniel. I said stiff. This is now turned into an R-rated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's basically why squat bars weigh 25 kilos. Yep. There are some squat bars on the market that do weigh 30 kilos. But yes. if you actually read, for example, the GPC rulebook, it actually says 25 kilos. I, actually, actually, I'll take it a step further. I'm pretty sure it says bar and collar must weigh 30, 30 kilos. kilos. Correct. All right? So that's pretty much So why. technically, you can have a 20 kilo bar with 10, with 10 kilos worth of collars. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to check the rule book, but basically, <laughs> they're, they're they're 25 kilos because they're thicker. That's that's the short answer. Yep. And right. why are they thicker? They're, why are squat bars girthier. thicker? I've already mentioned this poorly. It's because um, they're stiffer. That's where the word stiff came from. Less whip. So you know, yeah. no Less one wants distraction no one wants to squat 400 kilos with a whippy bar on their back. Yeah. No, I've tried it. It's not very no, nice. No, not great. <laughs> Question number two. Now, look, this is a question where people are going to be like, "What?" But the, it, it might actually be a good question for people that are just not sure. Um, so look, let's just answer it. Answer. I'll give you this one, Paulie. Thanks. Are Aleco plates better than the Avenco plates? I mean, that's actually. I mean, it's an interesting question. I'm going to tell you what my preference is. Yep. Um, because I think this is a personal thing. First of all, they all they both meet the specifications of the IPF. They're all 45 centimeters. And they're diameter, calibrated within the tolerance. And they're all calibrated calibrated within 10 grams. Now, my preference is actually the Ivanko plate, and I'll give you two reasons. I love to hear these. And, and, and I have the this same. is to, this is preferential. This is not like no. This is not technical. No. The first reason is I prefer the colours. Me too. They're sharper. I like the colours. The Ivanko colours are a bit better. duller. And I also prefer the finish on them. And let me explain. <laughs> The Ivanko plates are smoother. Yes. They seem a bit smoother. And also, the way that the paint is applied on the Ivanko plates is a bit thinner, so they don't chip as easy. So you get a cleaner mm. looking plate in yeah, the long term. Yeah, I know what you mean. If you go to the Aleco plates, don't get me wrong, they're beautiful plates. 
you're talking about the best plates in the industry here. I, dude, I'm, just, I'm being picky. I know. Like, I'm being picky. The colors of the Aleco plates, they're more like pastel colors. And it's because they're it's the, pastely. It, it's a very grainy finish. And it's a grainy finish. It's not quite as smooth and as also, the And also, it's a thicker. To be honest, it actually... I don't know why, but the Ivanko plates feel thinner than no, the Aleco ones. No, they are. They actually, the profile this? is thinner. They and are I think thinner it's got something well. to do with the bevel. You know, obviously, have the plate bevels in. Ah, the, oh I reckon yeah. the bevel on the Aleco is deeper, so it means the plate has, has to, to be, be thicker. wider at the top. Yeah, At the top. Yeah. Mm, now, in terms of the calibration... Now, let me get. Let me just say this. I, I love both these plates. I'm it. being picky. This is like a 0.001%. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, in yeah. saying that, the in our opinion... The Ivanko and the Aleco plates are the best plates. And r really the only reason is because they've just been doing it for so much longer. You know, it's basically a part of history. Ivanko has been making equipment for decades and so has Aleco. Um, but there are lots of other manufacturers now coming into the field, which is great. I mean, one of the field, things I like about great. both Ivanko and Aleco, they have been IPF approved for many, many, many years. Yeah. And I like knowing that the expensive powerlifting plates that I've got will remain IPF approved. I like that. It actually is a good point because you do pay a premium for IPF approved equipment and if all of a sudden our Aleco plates were not IPF approved, we've just got expensive steel plates that aren't IPF approved. I mean, obviously, you can still use them. It they doesn't can't be used matter. on the platform for an IPF sanctioned meet. And look, I will say this. If you are contemplating or worried about whether it's Ivanko, Aleco or just some other shitty plate, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's... that's I'll just, yeah. just train yeah. and not worry too much yeah. about it. Exactly. However, look, uh, the answer, are Aleco <laughs> plates better than Ivanko? Not no. really. Or well, the answer is... No, not yes really. No. They're the same thing. No. Yeah, just by a different manufacturer. The only yeah. real difference in terms of the calibration is the Ivanko calibrated plates are on the face of the plate. And, and they're plugged? The, and they're plugged, and yeah. the Aleco plates are on the rear, and they're plugged and stickered as well with the IPF approved well, logo. Yeah, or well, they're actually um, waxed in. Most yeah. of them are waxed in, yeah. Even on the bigger plates? Um, no, the bigger plates are plugged, actually. They're plugged. With the sticker. The yeah, smaller the sticker ones are waxed. Are waxed, yeah. Wax. Wax. I've actually had to re-wax some of them. Like, actually oh, melt yeah. a candle and re-wax them. Sexy. Yeah. Did you put... Yeah, anyway. We'll get to... Maybe that's no, for no, our they, All the hot wax landed on the plate, Daniel. Okay. Question number three, Paulie. <laughs> what tips and tricks can you give for the use of ammonia? I've got one straight off the bat. Well, I would say don't overuse ammonia. Uh, that's probably the first one. Um, you know, don't use ammonia for lap pulldowns, for example. Look, yeah, one of my one of my clients once, he's a cool dude, but <laughs> he just overuses ammonia. He was using ammonia to do lap pulldowns. Yeah, so don't overuse it will be my first tip and i'm going to preface this by saying i don't use ammonia personally no my neither client, of us do my clients use ammonia and that's fine i mean i have a different different methods for arousal did and we just did say? just use We've arousal used and stiff, stiff in the wax same and arousal within the same 10 minutes so i think itunes may, be may block this episode turning this into r-rated anyway anyway so the first thing i'll say is don't overuse it but that's just like any arousal technique you, you shouldn't overuse it um the second one is I would probably, I would probably wouldn't start using it with your nose right into the, into the, into yeah. the container. Yeah. I would probably start dosing with very small amounts, seeing how it works. Indeed. And then slowly, adding more, more as you need. Absolutely. It. I remember the first time I had a swift of it and almost knocked me on my ass. So if I did that before a heavy deadlift, it's probably going to completely distract me from the actual lift itself. Um, Which actually brings. Yeah. 
up an important point in terms of the arousal and the inverted U, right? I yes. mean, you can definitely over, have over arousal where you get into well, that distraction dis- yeah. to basically get into that distraction yeah, zone yeah, where right. it detracts from your performance. Correct. So I would definitely um, err on the side of caution and start on the minimalistic side to start with and then see how you go. I mean, I would suggest a new lift up don't even don't even pick up a bottle of, of ammonia like you need to you need to learn how to self-arouse yourself can't believe we're doing this holy shit self-arouse <laughs> but you know what i mean there, there, there's Absolutely. techniques that you can use like imagery and those sort of techniques that you should be using long before you get a bottle of ammonia out i kind of feel the same way about ammonia i, I definitely think it's something that's overused yeah. now it is cheap, so you know, like yeah, whatever. Like, oh well, I may as well use it. That, that's fair enough. We provide too. it free for our, our lifters and members here. We've got m- bottles of ammonia sitting in every chore bowl, and sometimes it's like six bottles. And James again, James from Little Lifting provides them for free for us. Yeah, um, champion. Okay, next. I think that answers that question. The yeah, next question. Just a few hints and tips. Yeah. There. Number four: Should you be able to squat heavier from a monolift because you don't have to walk it out? Well, I I would say if you're doing true max attempts, my answer would be yes. Yep. Because, I mean, lifting a weight out of a rack, walking it out, setting your foot position, I mean, that all takes energy, right? Yeah. Energy that could be spent actually bending your knees and squatting back up. So, I mean, I would say yes. I would say yes for maximal weight. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing sub-maximal stuff, do whatever you want. Look, and this is exactly why when we teach someone how to walk out, we actually have efficient walking walkout strategies you know a two or a three or a four step walkout yeah um so that's exactly why we do that because you you know it's economics we need to be that's efficient right. yeah. we want an economical walkout because it detracts away from the performance of the lift yeah so to answer that question is should you be able to squat and i can tell you mono? right now yes i can tell you right now when i was in my squat suit it was much easier to take that bar out of a mono than i was to pull it out of a rack and walk but is that because out. of the suit or because of the weight well, I mean, the suit allowed me to have more weight. Yes, but did the suit inhibit you from crawling your feet back? No, but what I mean is, let's say the weight I had on the ball is super maximal when you compare it to, uh, say, my raw effort, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now I have to walk out super maximal from a rack. And when I'm standing up, the squat suit's not doing anything. Like, it's not helping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I know what you're saying, yeah. So it's super maximal. It's providing walkout. stability. Yeah. It is providing anyway, trunk stability and some hip stability, but yeah, <laughs> fair enough. That definitely answered. Now, one more question, five yeah. questions. Last question, number five. How often should novice and experienced lifters compete? We get this one, we get this question a lot. And not only, I think, does it depend on whether someone is a novice or experienced. So, for example, we might have a novice lifter who is just really, really strong. They're still a novice powerlifter. Yeah. So I think I think in terms more of strength levels. So someone who's stronger ha- will have to comp- complete less frequently than someone who is not as strong. Yeah. Look, I guess you just have to go back to the. I, I guess the theory is right. The stronger someone is, the longer the period of time we need usually to get them to peak performance, and the smaller the window they are able to stay at that peak performance. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. The, the smaller the window of opportunity for optimi- optimized performance, and then also, obviously, the more loads that they're pushing and the higher intensities, and then on the other side of the hill is a longer t- 
time in Tr- terms of recovery. Uh, maybe a deload and then transition back to full yeah, training. Yeah. Now, actually, I did a video for our training, our coaching group last week about this, about comp, post-comp blues. Post-comp blues. And it kind of relates to this in a little uh, in a little way, right? Yeah. Um, it's very important after a meet that you... Remember, what goes up must come down. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. If you're going to taper into a meet and, and then compete at peak performance, you do have to have a period of sort of a, a deload and then a transition. What happens normally is, especially for the beginner and novice, is they get excited, they want to get back into the gym the next week and start smashing things out. Mm. And normally what happens is they crash and burn. Yeah. I mean there's a few ways to skin this if you know that you're going to be one you or your client is going to be competing frequently and very close together you have to start then prioritizing the meets absolutely for example you might prioritize the nationals over the states the states is a stepping stone you're getting a qualification total you're not going full effort it's sub-maximal and then nationals is when it matters right so It, it's really important for coaches to then start prioritizing meets as well, I think. Yeah, I think beginners and novice lifters and even some experienced lifters might sometimes fall into the trap that every time they go on a meet, they feel like they have to give 100%. Yeah. I mean... I'm they, not saying they have, that no, you... They have to give 100%, but they have to be smart about the attempt selection, especially if you're going to head that up with a comp Yeah. So six weeks or yeah, even sorry, eight sorry. Maybe I haven't worded that correctly. Yeah maybe their level of peak performance won't be as high as if you prepared them for a much more important meet. So, Correct. for example, for states, that you might take them to a level of peak performance that is quicker for you to transition them back into some volume work. Exactly. Does that make sense? 100%. That 100%. way you can spend, you can get them qualifying, you can you can get them straight back into training 100%. as quick as possible without wasting too much time so, in the deload or for transition. For example, and, and these numbers are arbitrary, if you bring someone to 95% of their true max for their first comp, you might get a week in the pocket for the preparation for the next phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, something like that. Because then you can actually spend more time doing some yeah. baseboarding before you Again, head back into another. Again, those numbers are completely arbitrary and, and yeah. that would be different for everyone. But I guess yeah. the, the answer to that question is yeah. kind of. Abs- absolutely. Like as a novice, if you're like a novice lifter, you can probably compete three or four times a year. Well, generally, we find that novice lifters are generally um, not as strong as more experienced lifters. Yeah. Right. Let's call let's say power lifters, not just lifters in general. Yeah. Um, because someone who's really strong and they're doing they've never done powerlifting, they're a novice powerlifter. They may not be a novice in strength or weight training, but they're certainly a novice in terms of the sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good distinction to make because there is a distinction. There is, yeah. All right. Look, that's five questions. I think I like that. I think five questions at this and in this listener Q and A segment. Can we give him sort of can we give him like a, a quantitative answer for that as well in how many sense. times sort of on average people are competing well we can probably let people know based on our experience with our own coaching clients i mean i would say anywhere between one and four anywhere yeah, between that's one the and sort four. of pocket and where actually if it's it's if it's me for the last five years i think in the last five years i've competed three times yeah i mean four, i, maybe, I generally have a, a two-year peaking cycle yeah mine's two years yeah, so i competed actually cycle. it's been just over two years now yeah so i'm kind of working up now again to my next one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah but, but, um, but generally like yeah i mean i know that's like everyone's gonna say one to four well, that's a pretty big range i mean i guess what i'm saying is if you're not competing once a year probably not competing enough yeah and if you're competing more than four times a year can consecutively it might. it's possible you might be overdoing it yeah you might be overdoing it and that's it a also bit. the caveat is your strength levels as well obviously yeah, I mean remember if the more 
the more competitions you go in, the less time you're actually spending in that in those phases of training where you build strength. Max, this is perfect because Dale Manuel, right? Because I'm always Dale, man. When are you going to compete? He's, I'm not. I don't want to compete. I was like, why? Because it gets in the way of getting strong. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, I know. Exactly what you just said. You actually need to spend time in the accumulation phases. Correct. To actually build the base for the maximal strength. Yeah. If you just keep like peaking and peaking and eventually it's all going to fall over, right? Yeah, that's right. Because right. every time you peak, you lose some of the base. You have to go back and rebuild that's it. That's right. So It's like the piggy bank analogy, right? Yes. When you're in your Which, accumulation yes. phases, you're depositing you're, money yeah. into that piggy bank. Yeah. When you do your comp, you're you withdrawing money. You so you've got to go back and build that base Correct. of coins up again in your Correct. piggy bank. Correct. And it is a quite an important part to um to We understand. just love those um, analogies. Analogies, yeah. All the analogies. Look, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I'm pretty sure we answered yeah, this. That's the one hour okay. mark. So that's probably the max. Yeah, I'm loving We've it. We've maxed out. Is this a PB? This is a one RM for us. Actually, no. Well, I, think la- I think the episode we did last week on um, the gym business was a bit longer. A bit longer. Anyway, let's we wrap things up. We could talk shit and get a 1RM here. No, nah, let's not do that. Okay. Let's wrap it up, Paulie. <laughs> I want to get this podcast up. I want to get awesome. my training in before I head home. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you guys all later. Thank you. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Be sure to subscribe to join us on the journey. And for more information, visit ruchisgym.com.